Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Cardcaptor Sakura, Volume 1, which I, I assume you got the online one? Yeah. I, mine came in a fancy hardback and I was not ready for it. Nice. It's all big. It looks like a real book. It's perplexing. It has weight. That's <laughs> not right. Before we get to that, though, we have Shonen Jump, and it's been pretty weak, in my opinion, the last couple weeks, so we were do a really good one, and I think we got it. Yep. So shall we go ahead and dive in, starting with the brand new series, Blue Box, number one, Shinatsu Senpai. What did you think of this new series, Kevin? I was a little thrown at first, because I thought it was going to be another sports manga, and it's I mean, really it not. It kind of is, but it's really not. Yeah, like you just said. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be some sport." No, 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 this is a, this is a, okay. I, this is a romance, and that's fine. It's definitely got sports manga ingredients to it. Yeah, I liked the ending, so I don't want to sound overly critical of it. But it did seem like it took a really wacky turn at the end there. Like it has to for that joke to land, but. These seem like reasonable human beings who should have discussed that this was a thing that was going to happen before it suddenly did. Yeah, but at the same time, the mother came off as a bit of an airhead, and she even had the thing of like, I told you someone was, or I told you someone was coming, right? Or something like that. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to sound overly critical Mm -hmm. of it. Because it was not like, oh, this completely shattered my disbelief. Uh, But up to then, while there were some hijinks with like the female friend character it all seemed you know pretty down to earth and reasonable yeah and then it's like oh by the way this is a, a shonen sitcom so you know your, your girl your love interest is living with you now yeah i mean it's not as crazy as oh god what's that one anime there's an anime where uh the teacher that this kid has a crush on becomes his sister yes i know which one you're talking about and I, oh, it mostly caught me off guard because of the tone up to that point, not because I was like, oh, this doesn't belong in here. Yeah. Like, Witch Watch is literally the same situation, uh, and I didn't complain about that at all. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. It's just there there wasn't a twist Yeah, to it. It'll be interesting to see how this does when it's got those sports manga elements, which I think it could really pay off for it, and the romance so far is good. But yep. like I said, Witch Watch is in there, which is very similar. Nine Dragons, while I'm a little afraid for it being in the back this week, has hardcore sports manga. So I wonder if this is going to find an audience or not. It didn't blow me away the way that we talk about chapter ones often doing, but I did like it. Yeah, I actually really liked it. The art's really good. The character designs in particular, mm-hmm. I think, are super strong. It reminds me a lot of Chihayafuru. Yeah, the art style. I didn't put my, uh, I didn't make that connection. But now that you say that, absolutely. Yeah, just the, especially the girl's face just screamed Chihayafuru at me. Yeah, no, like I said, uh, did not draw that connection. But now that you uh, have said it, I feel super dumb for not making it. I usually look up the creators and their passwords, and I forgot to this time, so let me do that real quick, if you don't mind. Yeah, to make sure that it's not the author of Furu. Yes, among other things. Koji Mira. It looks like he's done a lot, but nothing I've heard of. Okay. It looks like a bunch of romance stuff, too. And at least two of the stories he's written look very similar, and they're about a boy on the basketball team who falls in love with a girl on the basket, or a boy on the volleyball team who le- falls in love with a girl on the basketball team. But it looks like these were just two one-shots he did that were this story. Gotcha, and we've seen, but, but, you know, yeah, yeah. tons of people one do piece that. Of that. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I was just, I, I, just like, I was like, huh, these characters look familiar, and I read the summary of the story, and I'm like, that sounds incredibly familiar. Let me do more research. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I was not blown away by this, but I was also not like, oh, I'm not going to like this. Mm. I-, I would love to see how it pans out. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Nope. That will lead us to Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 145, The Back, which I really liked. Yeah. I'm still a little confused on the like story arc that's going on and also um, why it's suddenly Evangelion. <laughs> with human instrumentality and the Lance of Longinus in play. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a bit of that, like, I kind of had the feeling of like, wow, this is some really cool stuff. And then there's some stuff that just doesn't make sense to me. 
I, I'm just wondering, like, did he, the author go see that new Evangelion movie? I mean, I haven't yet, but did he see it and be like, oh, yeah, Evangelion rules. I should steal some of that. <laughs> I mean, the villain's goal is to create human instrumentality using the one guy that I completely forgot we got an arc about who can merge with people. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I need some guards. And the two characters who are strong but don't have personalities are like, well, I guess that'll be the two of us. Yeah. But I am also confused on, like, if you can add rules on the game, why not just add an end condition for the game? Well, because I'm pretty sure it's, isn't the rule that you can have a discussion with the GM that to add be. a rule? I thought that's what, it, I thought it wasn't like, oh, turn in 100 souls and you can just add another rule. It's like you can have a discussion, because otherwise, yeah, it's make an end condition or, like, you know, make the game end. Yeah. So at least their goal is to get the non-combatants out. Yes, for the short term. Although, Tengen kind of says, yeah, well, the game will just keep going, and that's the plan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like ending it, like, the, the game seems bad. <laughs> I don't, I still don't understand, like, why he can just do this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they also have kind of a plan for rescuing Gojo, and I thought the bits of comedy were like, we need the Lance of Longinus. Oh, uh, Gojo since they destroyed that. <laughs> it's like, okay, we can also do it with this rope. Oh, Gojo Sensei also destroyed that. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> oh, we need this thing. Well, he blew that up. Shit. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Quite a bit, actually, despite having some questions about it. And, and like, yeah, strong Evangelion vibes mm-hmm. just radiating off the page. But I am a person who is uh, says Evangelion isn't overrated. So that's not necessarily a problem. Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to talk about with Jujutsu Kaisen this week? Nope. Alrighty, that'll lead us to One Piece chapter 1010, Color of the Supreme King. What did you think of this one, Kevin? Oh boy, this is a good one. I literally wrote down, oh shit, <laughs> at one point in my notes, and that's all. Yeah, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. There's quite a lot of good developments in here, too. Yes. It's very fast storytelling, despite being a complete fight chapter. Yep. I do think the bit of Luffy being like, oh, you can put Color of the Supreme King hockey into something is a bit fast, but also there are some flashbacks to establish stuff before, and it does make sense. Yeah, I like that, you know, it was basically what Hayagoro was trying to teach him. Yeah. But I think that was with armament hockey. Yeah. And so Luffy just kind of finally had the thing, because, uh... It's also right after uh, Zoro Kaido hits him. No, it's or... after uh, Zoro. Oh, Zoro does his nine sword style attack. Yeah, and Kaido's, and like, Kaido's hey. like, "Hey, you can use the Supreme King." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, did you put that in your <laughs> sword? And like, that's what click makes it click for Luffy. Is he's like, "Wait, you can do that?" <gasps> that panel of Luffy putting it into his sandal to block that club. I wonder how much that panel would cost me. <laughs> is all I'm going to say <laughs> if I could get some original art I, w- I would like that one that would probably be very expensive I don't think Makaka are allowed to sell their original art I don't know about that I've never heard of one doing so but also it would be weird for it to get over here anyway Yeah, but yes I, I imagine you are correct it would probably cost you a pretty penny Yep. I think the closest you could come would be to get him to redraw the panel yeah or to buy an animation cell of it in yeah. a thousand years when Toei draws it. And there will probably be a couple of those because there will be an entire episode of Luffy just kicking that club. <laughs> in super detailed slow motion. Yeah. Although I think One Piece is digital, so there might not even be cells to sell. Fair. But yeah, I love that bit. I love Luffy at the end just being like, hey, uh, you can go uh, down the law. I got this. Yeah. And even before that, I like the bit with Big Mom. How, yeah. like, they... They kind of manage to, you know, save her so she's not completely out of the fight. But even then, they're like, hey, we got them separated. That's what we wanted. I mean, Kid and Killer are like, we'll go fight Big Mom. Yeah. It's not like you have any beef with her, right, Luffy? (laughs) But I I did really like that where they were like, eh, I mean, it would have been nice if we could have just thrown her into the ocean. But, like, that wasn't the plan to begin with. It's like, yeah, seems like a long shot. I don't know what Kid's going to do to fight her since I don't think he can fly. I guess he can magneto levitate. Yeah, I think I seems think like a what... precarious position for a fight. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, One Piece was super good. Yep. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That leads us to My Hero Academia number three hundred eight, full power. 
which is also good, but it's like I said, this is exactly what I didn't want My Hero Academia to do. Yeah. I was going to say Luffy. Midoriya has smoke powers now, but all my notes are just memes, so <laughs> that's not a great... I was making myself laugh a lot like while I read this chapter. Yeah, there there was some good stuff in there. I really like how they're like, you know, hey, you need to use our powers like tools in your toolbox. Like, you know, we're going to be your super-powered Batman belt. It's like similar to All for One, or to with him originally with One for All. Don't treat it all like a special move. Yep. Some of it are just like tricks. Ninja tricks, you might say. Yeah, and I, I really like that. I was honestly confused at the ending. Like, I kept going over his explanation of what was going on, and I still don't understand it. I think he's just noting what Muscle's weaknesses are. Yeah, but it the, it was just the line... Here, actually, let me look that up, because it was... Like I said, it just it was throwing me for a loop. I mean, I, all, I already have this up, so I can look at it as well. It's just the... A guy who shies away from tactics and strategy wouldn't purposely jump to a lower floor like that, and I noticed how your muscle armor is uneven in spots. I guess someone's been honing those vibrations in the meantime, huh? And it was the honing the vibrations bit that confused me. I mean, yeah, I I just took it as the way his muscles react to one another. Maybe, because like the whole thing is he's talking about like, oh, I've been noticing you've got these like frayed strips of muscle that'll come off after you use them. So there's like a, a time gap when I can get you or something like that. But just that that line about vibrations is like, what? Because then it's just followed up with Sneaky Little and him punching him. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was amazing. Like like I said, all, all of my notes on it are memes. Mm-hmm. It, it was better than the last chapter of My Hero, though, I thought. Yeah. It was not just okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. That'll bring us to Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 58, Mash Burned Dead and the Final Exam. And Mashal, you can't be naming chapters that when... Shonen Jump is given stuff the axe. <laughs> what did you think of Ashel this week, Kevin? Some of the jokes really got me in this one. I I remember just uh, laughing out loud, especially to the the Naruto guy being like, "In my unbiased opinion, the crazier someone is, the stronger they are." <laughs> A lot of it worked. I will definitely agree with you. I really like this chapter. Let me start with that. It also kind of made me feel like Mashal is never, like Mashal's height has already hit, unfortunately. I could be wrong, and I hope I am. But while I really, really enjoyed this chapter, it didn't have the same punch as the climax of the last arc when we really started liking Mashal. Mm-hmm. Like I said, absolutely love this chapter, though. Stuff like that, Mashal doing a power bomb and calling it spine magic. And the one guy being like, you, you can't just call it magic. And the whole audience being like, oh, man, I thought he couldn't use magic. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know spine <laughs> magic was a thing. Yeah. That was and good. Also, him doing the Castlevania speedrun strats and just backdashing away from <laughs> the attack faster than it can hit him. Yes, that was really good. I honestly like the, the bit about, isn't that a little bit too much tartar sauce on your shrimp? I'm having a shrimp... Uh, I'm putting shrimp on my tartar sauce. I wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and again, that led to the, in my unbiased opinion, the crazier someone is, the stronger they are. Just yep. really had me well, laughing because it's like, to- that's true of a lot of shonen. And also objectively true of Mashal thus far. Yes. At least in that guy's experience, that is a good opinion. Yeah, that's what made me laugh. I was like, it's funny, it's true, and that doesn't just apply to this manga. There are plenty of times where it's like, honestly, the more insane you are, or it's usually, I always feel it's usually the other way around, where it's the the really strong guys that are insane because they're really strong, but I like his, the crazier you are, the stronger you are. Yeah. Correlation without causation. Yep. Anything else you want to say on Mashal? Like I said, I I agree. A lot of the jokes really landed. The fight stuff was pretty fun to watch. Yep. Like I've been saying the entire time, like I don't really care about Macron and I want the fight to get on with. So now we're at least there. Yep. I I could have done without all that preamble, but. I'm still really liking it, so. Yeah, like I said, I like this chapter a lot. Which leads us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 40, Shiragane Catches a Cold. (laughs) <laughs> I, when I saw the cover, I just wrote down, please be, somehow co- enter their school, Rochka, which does not happen, but at least it does seem like she'll be sticking around. Yep. 
And also, a callback to that fur mode that you liked so much last week and how useless it was. <laughs> I liked that. I also liked Rochka's, like, yeah, I was trying to help him get over his cold, so I made it negative five Celsius in the house. It's like, yeah, he had a fever. <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> tried. weather's great. <laughs> and then because Shiragani's called the gender transformation spell is acting up and meanwhile in the arctic ocean might be one of the funniest non sequiturs i've ever read <laughs> that one was really good yeah i feel like the joke is a little too crass to explain on our podcast but it definitely worked for me we're an explicit podcast we, we are but like i know it's fine. That line. that's because i want to be able to say fuck and not worry about it <laughs> you don't want to edit it when i say that yes also, because uh, we sometimes do stuff like, I think Berserk was definitely one yeah. where we were, you know, we're talking about people being eviscerated. That's not PG. Yeah. And explaining a joke makes it not funny anyway, right? Yeah. So definitely go see it. Meanwhile, in the Arctic Ocean, definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah. And Rich is sticking around and I like her new design. Yes. So, thumbs up. W- would read again. <laughs> I, you draw I, a dick, you coward. You draw so much female anatomy. <laughs> I did really like right at the end where they're all talking about it, and Suzu goes, I wish I had seen it. Yes, that was also good. <laughs> <laughs> and Rich could be like, I could freeze it off? Very good. Yes. Yeah, that leads us to a, a different sort of discussion with Build King Chapter 20, 2 by 4 the final chapter of Build King Asterisk. It looks like there will be some more in the final manga volume. Oh, is that what was going on? Yeah. Because I... I- I didn't think it was the final chapter. It's listed as final chapter two by four if you read the chapter name. Oh, because I was confused because it, then it said, you know. To be continued in the graphic novel. Is that what it said? So I the, thought it said yeah. to be continued next week. Nope. Oh. I guess so, I totally misread it. Interesting. It probably got the axe because it wasn't catching on. A lot of people were saying Toriko, when it got canceled, also started just throwing shit at the wall as fast as it could. Now, whether that's trying to get all your stuff out before you're canceled or desperately hoping something latches on with the audience and turns stuff around, who knows? Yeah. But apparently that was a pattern. Also, though, they have the little mangaka comic comments they release every week. And his was, oh, I'm sorry I wasn't strong enough for this serialization. So I wonder almost if it was health problems on his part. That is entirely speculation on my part. I think it was much more likely that it just wasn't doing well, and he was referring to strength metaphorically, of he didn't make a series good enough to catch on. Yeah. But because it's continuing in the graphic novel, which in theory he doesn't have any deadlines for, it just makes me curious. Yep. Again, entirely speculation on my part. You know, like a lot of series, the it had an American fan base that either didn't care about it or was super into it. Had a lot of haters in Japan, but I don't know if that correlates to it not being popular and not getting votes. Yeah, it's always really hard to speculate because it's like, well, I don't have access to Japanese polls. Yeah. And so generally, I will only hear the very vocal minority if I hear anything at all. And it's so difficult to tell if it's actually a vocal minority or not. Yeah, there's also that, especially in, a, in another country. Yeah. Like, it's usually much easier in America sometimes when you're like, it's the vocal minority. How can you tell? Well, there's three people dominating this discussion and 10,000 people in this subreddit. Yeah. But are those 10,000 people just not saying anything because they agree? Yeah, there's also that. So, yeah, it doesn't feel like a final chapter except for that it's super, super rushed. But every chapter of Build King up to this has also been super rushed. So, Well, like I said, I didn't realize it was a final chapter. Yeah. Because it ends on a clear to be continued, because there is yep. going to be more in some form, mm-hmm. just not in Shonen Jump. And how much more? It might be one chapter. It might be a whole nother volume. Yeah. At this point, we have no idea. And American Shonen Jump is terrible at sharing news. I don't think there's anything more in Japan from what research I did looking into it. Yeah. American Shonen Jump, the only time I think they share news is on that podcast of theirs, which, like... We don't listen to because I, we do our own. Well... Also, their podcast is, you know, completely different. They're not talking about the magazine. I mean, they'll talk about stuff in the magazine, but they're not, like, you know, reviewing the magazine like we do. But also, I don't have that much time to, like, if I want, you know, this little tidbit of information. And it's, oh, listen to this hour-long podcast. Like, uh, I I don't have an hour. Yeah. You know, to spend every week listening to this. To maybe get some information on, like, you know, when the hell are they bringing in? 
that one one shot from the Act Age illustrator. Never, over. as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, and even the Act Age stuff was super cloak and dagger. So yeah, getting news is super hard. So I am pretty much entirely speculating. On to the chapter, though. What did you think of it, Kevin? You know, again, it was just them throwing shit at the wall. There was a bit more story to this one. Like, it it felt like they were finally, all right, I'm going to stop the exposit stream. I'm going to shut the valve. There's still some in the hose. <laughs> yeah. Look, always keep some back for next arc. Yep. We also have, like, the Master Roshi making his appearance. It seemed super weird to me that it wasn't just Shovel showing up, but I think that's because I was taking from the experience of, from the place of, if this is the last chapter, have their mentor show up. Mm-hmm. Which is not, I think, the intent with which this was drawn. Yeah, well, because the big thing is, you know, he, I mean, I guess he could have done it, but I'm pretty sure we've seen Shovel before, so we could know that their body types weren't the same. Because, like, obviously that guy's been in there for, like, ten chapters or something like that. Like, he was there when they started doing the license, or the license test. Yeah, he's been doing mystery exposition for a while. Yep. So it'd be kind of hard to just be like, oh, I'm actually Shovel in Disguise. I, not that hard, but probably just like, I was always planning on doing this guy. You know, that's the Hunter Hunter thing of, all right, we've got, you know, you've got Ging. Yeah. Ging. Way I off in the background. I can't remember the guy's name that you're going to refer to now. Neither can I. I just meant we've got yeah, him no, like way off in the background and we're meeting like other, because I mean, hell, they even, technically in the manga, you meet him in the first chapter. Yes. I can't think of his name, though. Yeah, I'm trying to blank. He shows up super later, too. Yeah. But they just keep running into Ging's friends and not Ging himself until basically the manga ended. Yeah, and like I said, if this manga was going to get another 100 chapters, totally agree with that approach. Yeah. But knowing it's your last one, I I feel like I would make it Shovel who shows up. I would just change it. But again... We don't know how long this is continuing. I almost wonder if the plan is for this to go to direct volumes. I don't think it is, but the thought is in my head. Well, then maybe maybe it's transferring magazines? I do not think that's the case. Because then they usually are... Well, I guess Chainsaw Man just said the end, when it is, in fact, transferring magazines. Yeah, so maybe it's going into Shonen Plus or whatever it is, their digital-only yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, very weird ending. I do kind of feel like in some ways it's a mercy killing, but I also feel too bad because I think Build King had a lot of potential. Same. Imagine if all that exposition had been, like, properly doled out. Yeah. And it was just, like, a sharp left turn outside of the tournament arc into the final battle. Yep. In in the middle of the second round. Yeah. So, yeah, hard not to be colored by that, though. Anything else you want to say on it? Nope. I assume you assume this discussion would take a very different... Yeah, like I said, didn't, Arc. I was like, I thought I was going to I was gonna be reading more next week. I guess I wasn't paying that much attention to it. I was looking for something to be canceled after we lost Phantom Seer last week. Like I said, Mashal said final exam, and I was legit like, oh, did Mashal just like dive in popularity? Because <laughs> it's getting color pages. I thought it was doing all right. Yep. Yeah, that brings us to Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Chapter 38, Watershed. What did you think of Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin, Kevin? There's some good stuff in here. The sequencing of the story at the beginning was a little odd. Like, we jump forward and then have a quick flashback, and it was very jarring. Yes, I will agree with that. So it it was still, like, I, it was a still good chapter, but I did not like at that aspect of it, because I honestly was like, did I, I know I didn't, but I did I somehow miss a chapter as I'm going through it? Because I was like, they got caught by the bad guy. Then suddenly they're fine, but then they they weren't really because they then explained what happened. It was like, uh, oh, okay. I to be fair, I actually followed that pretty easily. Of like they they were in like the saw trap and the guy cut it. I I didn't think that was too, or rather, I thought that worked. Is what I should say. Well, no, I I liked the saw trap. It was just I for me the sequencing of it was just yeah, very that- jarring. It doesn't read like shonen manga. It reads more like a mystery story or like a weird cult story. I guess. And I kind of like that about it. Okay, that, that that does make sense. But also, like, to the point where I wasn't taking a lot of notes about it. There are some revelations. Like, the picture of the guy they want to join the cult. Is that Sawajima or am I crazy? Because I'm terrible with faces. I'm pretty sure that's Sawajima. Okay. Because it was specifically, it wasn't wanting them to join the cult. It was, he was being picked up by public safety. 
because that's when he was calling into the public safety office and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, we're looking at picking up this new guy. So I'm pretty sure that's what they were hinting at was that Sawajima is going to be joining public safety, which we know he gets kicked out of. Gotcha. Okay, that does make sense. Also, like the revelation that you breathe underwater by eating mermaid flesh and the implication that that's what they're feeding everybody in the cult. Mm hmm. Like, it's just, it like reads like a chapter of Saw or like a horror thing, which I appreciated. Yeah. Even though it was pretty different. I liked it a lot, actually. But I don't know that I have much more to say on it than that. Same. So, last but not least, we have Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 78, I and Mizuki. What did you think of this one, Kevin? I really liked the emotional moment in this of the, you know, the villain is like, yeah, I know I'm a bad guy, but she isn't. I like it okay. I like I as a character and hope she persists, but like it seemed very like, oh, this would have landed a lot better if this character had had more time. Yeah, it definitely would have. And it still has the same mission Yuzakura family problem that this entire arc has had for me, which is just it's a very self-contained fight that I don't care much about. Although the fight is over very quickly and it is mostly the emotional moment and it does certainly gain points for that. Yeah. I think in another week it would have done much better. But like I said, I thought it was a very strong Shonen Jump week. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to say on it? Because again, you're more the Mission Here's a Career Family guy than I am. No, like I said, really it was the emotional moment that really made this chapter stand out for me. So that was the thing I liked the most. Okay. That will bring us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump each week, not just the stuff we read. We have 20 chapters this week. So what do you have down at number 20, Kevin? That's where I put I Tell C. I kind of expected that, yeah. I Tell C is, man, is it a weird chapter. It's a weird series, right? Talking about series that we thought were going to be canceled. I mean, I actually didn't. I think it's too early, even with how bad it's doing. That's too early for them to have graphic novel sales data, right? And they're not going to cancel something before seeing, like, is there some weird market for it? Fair. Certainly it's at the top of my should-be-canceled list, but I did not do not expect it to be canceled in this wave. Fair, but just the flow of this chapter made it seem like it was going to be canceled. I can totally agree with that. Especially right at the end where it's like, let me start writing my memoirs. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Because I did have a similar thought now that you say it, but it's a weird reframing of all that's come so far as a prologue. It seems like it's trying to make a clean break, which I feel like is it. it's tried to do like three times now. Yeah. Which to me says it is floundering, which makes sense because it feels like it's floundering. Yeah. I put it a little higher and I'll talk about that. I think when I get to where I put it, I have black clover at 20. Interesting. I just, you know what I feel about black clover fight scenes. And this was one. I had the interesting realization that Black Clover is the only series in Shonen Jump that I don't know, like, have a command over the full story of. Like, there is a chunk of Black Clover I haven't experienced. And that is not true for any other title anymore, which feels weird. Gotcha. I don't think that's why I put it at 20. I I was noticing that more later. But yeah, it just did nothing for me. We'll talk about it when I get to it. Much, much later. What do you have at 19? That's where I put High School Family. Same. Again, I like this arc in high or this like subplot in High School Family. Mm-hmm. And in a like last week's Shonen Jump, I think this chapter actually would have done pretty decently, but there's not a lot to it. Yep. What do you have at 18? That's where I put me and Robico. Also, same. Yeah, it's just more like it's the typical, you know, this is a gag manga and they're going to get into this weird situation that ends up resolving itself by the end of the chapter, but yep. they never seem fun. So it just all seems pointless to me. I Some of the jokes in this one landed for me. The sleeves one was pretty decent. Yeah. The, the situation was okay. But yeah, me and Robico, you know, 
our opinions on it, I think, are well documented. Yeah. For me, it was the the cute eyes was pretty funny. Yeah, also that. What do you have at 17? That's where I put Magochan. Okay. And mainly the reason for that is this is where I just started going like, I actually kind of liked a lot of this stuff in here. And I don't know, just something about the school bully, or I guess not the school bully. Like, I don't understand the punk trope all that well, I guess. Like the the kid that's like, yeah, I was, you know, I did up my hair. And I was like, doesn't everyone know what, like at this point, wouldn't everyone know what a punk is? So why would you dress like a punk and then expect people to not treat you like one? Yeah, to me, I think that's kind of the joke. I guess. Like the idea is he's putting on like a face for middle school and he's, I don't know. I thought it really worked. Uh, again, so we can talk about it where I get to it. Uh, 17's where I put Build King. Sure. Uh, you know, went out with a bit of a whimper. I thought was much more interested in researching how it might continue afterwards. Mm-hmm. The chapter itself, you know, throwing more and more there. Nothing, unfortunately, of, of which I care about. I am sad to see Build King go, because like I said, I thought there was a lot of potential there. I'm the one who chose it as something we talk about every week. Mm-hmm. Right before I went way downhill, in my opinion. So yeah, like I said, sad to see it go, but like I un- also understand why it got the axe. Yep. Or, well, I, I guess I don't. That's why I had so much speculation. But Fair. It's very easy to imagine that it was just sales. Yep. What do you have at 16? That's where I put Build King. Gotcha. That's where I put ITEL C. Okay. Because, like like I've said with it from the beginning, I think there is a good premise in there. Clearly, this manga creator can't bring it out. They've tried it a bunch of different ways. But I think Aoi at the, like, prison, like, trying to connect the perp from the last chapter, I think that is the emotional core that I want this series to be built around. Mm-hmm. And it did bring that out. So it won a bunch of, bu- a bunch of stuff that I don't feel like had much i flirted with putting this at the bottom and at the top of this sort of bottom five block uh-huh. because i feel like there's a giant jump after it and I ended up putting it at the top because like i said i think it showed why i tell c should maybe exist gotcha what do you have at 15 that's where i put undead and unlock okay i actually liked a lot of it it was just kind of right at the end there it started getting very confusing like disjointed like i, I was understanding the whole flow I was like, oh, maybe the, you know this guy's like, oh, you're using all the moves that my master used to use. So I was like, either it's him or it's like a student, uh, another student of his. Yeah. And then it was like, oh yeah, but then I taught my sister how to use this move. But then I was like terrified that she learned how to do it, and then my master like ripped out the other student's heart. I was like, wait, I'm I'm now I'm just lost. I'm pretty sure he did an Orochimaru, is what we're supposed to take from that. Though I can understand, like I said, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and like that would make a bit of sense, but it was just very confusing to me of like, I'm just, I'm so confused now. Fair. I have Sakamoto days at 15. Sure. I feel like it got hurt a lot by being the last thing in the magazine. It was kind of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot more than I tell C. I like the sort of story arc they're setting up, but uh, is another chapter where the girl gets captured and needs to be saved. Yeah. Even though she does drop kick a guy and that's pretty good. Yeah. Didn't do a lot for me in a very good Shonen Jump. Fair. Again, last week, I think it would have ranked pretty high. Mm-hmm. What do you have at 14? That's where I put Sakamoto Days. Okay. <laughs> That's where I put Mission Yozakura Family. Okay. It had that emotional punch, which makes it a, another big jump over Sakamoto Days. But like I said, it felt a little forced. And I like Aoi. I hope she, or I, I hope she stays around. But th- this chapter, I could have done without, frankly. Fair. What do you have at 13? That's where I put Witch Watch. And it's down here mostly because I think everything else just outperformed it this week. Not that it was yeah. particularly bad. It wasn't super cute like it's been before, but I remember putting it down here like, wow, which watch is so low down here? But I think it was just everyone else did better and you were just good. 13's where I have Undead Unluck. Okay. I like the bit with his sister and I was less confused at the end, or rather I felt like it was intentional and I feel like I understood what the story was going. Next week, it might be an entirely different direction, and I might change my mind, but... Okay. Uh, what do you have at 12? That's where I put Night Dragons. I was a little bit confused at the ending, so, like, it's still good, but we just had... I mean, I guess they're pulling the thing that we had happen with uh, Haikyuu with, uh, oh, well, the team's aces aren't actually here. Yeah. 
to increase the stakes. You start by showing how cool the main characters are. Yep. But I will agree. I think it was probably a translation thing, although it could be storytelling elsewhere. It did seem confusing to me as well. Yeah, because it was like, oh, the team's aces weren't here, but they they transferred, so they're they're not part of the team anymore. Yeah, but also also none of half the team isn't part of, of half of the uh, main characters' team isn't part of their team. So yeah, so it, who, who knows if that? Yeah, and then. Like, the fact that the other guy was a star shortstop is like, you're no shortstop. I was like, that's kind of cool, but I'm also, yeah, and I wonder, like, I wonder what they're going to say about it, because it was like, well, yeah, he's actually doing a, an amazing job. Like, you know, it's probably going to be something along the lines of, like, in Haikyuu, like, technically, you're an amazing setter. It's just, you suck actually being the setter. Although we have not seen that with this shortstop, right? Like, yeah. the other coach is like, oh, man, they're, they're, this catcher is really good at making sure that we hit to him. But it's the shortstop's job is not to jump to like right field when a ball goes to right field. Yeah, <laughs> that is not how shortstop works. Yeah, so like that's what I meant. I was like, we haven't seen him being a bad shortstop though. Like, there's probably you know there's they're gonna talk about some aspect of the game that he's not doing. But we also see him hit pretty well. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a little confusing. Like, but I also think that's deliberate. Yes, I, I think so as well. Uh, obviously, next week we'll have him explaining it. 12 is where I have Magu-chan. Sure. I think I just really like the Magu-chan chapters where characters like experience him and like he becomes a weird rumor. Like the <laughs> early one about the guy at the gas station who joined a me- who started a metal band about him. Yeah. Really got me and you didn't. And like the idea that there's now rumors of this punk boss around the school who shoots lasers out of his eyes. If you're bad. Well, and also who has the same name as that one guy. They're like, whoa, better watch out for that guy. Here <laughs> he can shoot lasers out of his eyes. Yeah, that really got me. Fair. What do you have at 11? So that's where I put Hardball, Cop, and Dolphin. Okay. Again, I think it was a bit of the disjointed story at the start, as well as there's definitely some cool stuff in here, but I, it's not that I'm excited to see this what I assume is the flashback is going to end or it's going to end soon. But I just liked a lot of the stuff above it. Obviously, I liked everything above it more. But yeah, 11 is where I put the elusive samurai. Okay, I I liked it a lot, but it feels like it's missing something. And I can't put my finger quite on what on what. But like we keep saying, very good issue of Shonen Jump this week. So Mm -hmm. everything else I just liked more. Yep. The giant ears is a very good like perfect elusive samurai joke yeah i it's my number 10 and i was going to talk about that if you didn't that i kind of like the fact that his enemies are like it's like body horror freaks so it's like this guy has crazy eyeballs and this guy's got crazy ears and like i'm i'm wondering you know what some of his other enemies are going to be yeah you know are we gonna have some dude that's like you know got ridiculously buff legs or something like that I was just thinking someone with an incredible sense of taste, which is a useless skill, but certainly (laughs) we're going to get a giant nose guy, right? Yeah, we're certainly going to get a giant nose guy. I could see somebody who, he's got such an incredible sense of taste, he's like a snake. Yeah, but the problem is that's the same as the nose guy, is what it ends up being. True. Because I also have that thought. 10 is where I put Witch Watch. Okay. I think I like the climax a bit more than you, is why it ended up going higher than me with him with the umbrella. Sure. I thought it was pretty good. I will say I did like the joke of when he uses the, the two Yu-Gi-Oh gusts. Cards? Well, oh, that was funny. <laughs> that 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 was funny. But with the you know he shoots the gust of wind to catch the girl. I still can't remember her name. I don't know why. And Moy like slams onto his back, and he was like, "It seems like the gust of wind you said after me was weaker. If I hadn't used an ancient ogre falling technique, I would have died." Yeah, I just thought that was funny. I thought it was funny, and then I also thought it had some decent emotional punch, so. Yeah. No, it was good. What do you have at number nine? That's where I put Mission Yuzakura. I just, I like that moment of the, I mean, yes, it could have been better if we knew a little bit more about the bad guy, but I definitely liked the, all right, well, I'll sacrifice myself to save her, because, you know, it's, she sort of reminds me of my daughter, but, like, she's innocent here, she's just a little kid, it's not her fault, so there's no reason she should die when I'm the one who was evil. Yeah. I have nine dragons at nine. Okay. 
like there's weirdness with it, like you said. Also, the church not being like, yeah, I filled out all your forms paperwork correctly, so everything is fine. Like that that's to alleviate my concerns about this doesn't seem right, but it feels like it's setting up him doing it wrong, which I don't think is actually happening. But that moment seemed odd to me. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number eight? That's where I put Jujutsu Kaisen. Okay. I just tended to like the stuff above it more, and there's still that like bit of confusion of like, this is some really cool stuff going on. And then there's other things where I'm like, you keep explaining these things like I should know what... <laughs> yeah, what they mean. Yeah, I was like, what's the villain's reasoning here? I was like, well, he's trying to do this. Yeah, but I'm more concerned on how did he manage to do it. Yeah, same. I have My Hero Academia at 8. Okay. Like I said, I liked it. I, I enjoyed reading it, but had some reservations, and at least we're going to get another My Hero next week. Yeah. What do you have at 7? That's where I put My Hero. Like I said when I was talking about it, that, that very ending conversation really confused me, because it was like, you know, it does seem like it's him scoping out his weaknesses, but he doesn't explain what they are. So I was very confused. It was like, so I don't, I also don't understand why he jumped to a lower building or what the hell the vibrations are talking about. Yeah. Seven's where I put Ayakashi triangle. Okay. Meanwhile, the Arctic ocean, very funny, but (laughs) everything above it had emotional impact. So fair. Well, I shouldn't say everything. Mashal didn't have emotional impact, but it was fun. Fair. (laughs) It was funnier. I should say, what do you have at number six? That's where I put blue box. Same. It's, it didn't it's, get number one, uh, though, to be fair, it was in a stack Shannon jump. It was. It definitely would have gotten number one, uh, maybe not last week, but the week yeah, before. Yeah, that Dr. Stone and that One Piece. But yeah, yeah. It definitely would have made top three either of those two weeks. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm, I'm not like, uh, I'm not rolling my eyes at it. I'm, I'm curious about where it goes. Mm-hmm. I think there, is, there could be a spot it could carve out, but I think it's in sort of a weird uphill battle with the other stuff in the magazine. Yep. What do you have in number five? So that's where I put Black Clover. Okay. And really the, you know, part of the thing is I do not have the problems with the fight scenes that you do. But the thing that really got me was, so the two demons merge together. The one, like, merges with the other's energy to become stronger. And he, you know, sums up the giant death ball, Frieza style. Is like, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to destroy the town now. Sucks is to this you guys. The, that looks very strong, but I don't know. Ma- I can't read magic, so I don't know. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. And I just like asked the big like, well, I can't read magic, so I don't understand what's going on here. But all you did is got bigger. I can get bigger, too. And he just makes the sword bigger and just slaps the ball away. Just really got me of Asta just stupids his way through the problem. Yeah, well, I'm glad someone likes it. Cause it's not me. That's fair. That's where I put Hardboiled Cap and Dolphin. Okay. Like I said, I really appreciated the like different energy it had. And that's something Hardboiled Cop and Dolphin has been very good at, right? Mm-hmm. It can be a mystery series, it can be shown in fights, and it can be very, very funny. Mm-hmm. It is maybe a little too much in that like if that throws off expectations. It's why it only gets to number five. But Fair. I enjoyed it. What do you have at number four? That's where I put Ayakashi Triangle. I, I laughed at a lot of the jokes in that. So I thought it was very good. That's where I put Mashal. Okay. Good fights, good jokes. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number three? That's where I put Mashal. Like you said, the good fights and good jokes. I still love the, in my unbiased opinion, the crazier you are, the stronger you are. I got Jujutsu Kaisen at three. Sure. I think I just really enjoyed the exposition we got there. I really like the world building. It gets dock points for Evangelion plagiarism, but if you're going to steal, steal from the greats. Yep, that's fair. What do you have at number two? That's where I put Dr. Stone. Same. <laughs> it's still, it was a really good chapter of Dr. Stone. I'm still liking it compared to last, you know, just like last week. Yeah. What a weird direction to go. Like, yeah, what, with what they set up, this is where it had to go. But it, 10 chapters ago, it didn't have to go here. Yeah, that's fair. I but, wonder if he's just done so many climaxes and they all feel kind of samey. He wanted to do something super different. I guess they that is a team that does Dr. Stone. Possibly. I think it works. Like, I really like the moment with Sukiya. Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that moment, too. Yeah. Just that was that was really good where it was like, hey, Sukiya, it's you. Because she's felt kind of pointless the whole time. Like, I, I disagree, but. Okay. I, I wanted to say she definitely felt. I didn't mean that, like, 
her as a character was pointless. I think sometimes Sukia as like a person felt that she wasn't contributing. Like she constantly that, felt like she she you definitely know, seems like she has the anxiety. Yeah, that's that's what I meant by she felt like she was pointless. I guess she gotcha. felt like she was pointless, not that gotcha. she's You're pointless. talking about the character. Not, yes. Not narratively. Okay. Yes. That that's what I meant. That, you know, hey, I'm not smart, I'm not strong, I can't see good, all I'm really good at is hiding. You know, and Senku has to constantly keep coming up with new things to do to make me feel better. But I really liked that moment of like, hey, it's all on you. Yeah. And, you know, time skips are very standard in Shonen. Mm-hmm. This is certainly a way to do one. Well, honestly, I don't know that it will... I mean, it will technically be a time skip, but it also might... Whose perspective are we going to cut to, though? Like, who's going to wake up first, and who's going to wake up that starts the story? Yeah. Because there's a ton you could do there. Yes. It also might be one of the shortest time skips ever. Yes, it could, it could be tomorrow. You're right. It could be that same day. Like that's he even says that he was like, I, it might be today, it might be tomorrow, it might be decades from now, but we're going to wake up. Yeah, I personally think it'd be funny if it was like ten minutes later. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I, I imagine we're gonna have a pretty wild time shift. I think that's what you set up here. Yeah, I, I'm sure we are too. But it would just be really funny if it was like a, you know, it's uh, Sukiya waking him up ten minutes later. He's like, what did? It's been like half an hour. She's like, yeah. Okay. Obviously, I like this too. I have it in number two with you. Mm-hmm. But I'm more reserved about whether or not I think this turn works. I want to see where it's okay. going. Fair. I, I certainly think it could. Yeah. Don't get to- me wrong. Totally fair. You, it, it has my attention. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. But like I said, I can think of a lot of weird directions, and I don't necessarily think you had to make this wild change. At the same time, usually it's better to do it before you have to. Mm-hmm. One Piece is the best. Yep. This is what I'm here for, Odai, thanks. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Shall we move on to Cardcaptor Sakura? Let's do it. All right, we read Cardcaptor Sakura, Volume 1, and we will talk about that after the break. All right, we read Cardcaptor Sakura by Clamp, and I teased that we'll have to talk about Clamp this week. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, have, uh, have we talked, Kevin, about like the origin of the magical girl genre? No. Okay. Are, are you familiar with it? Nope. Okay, so I think it's very obvious from a lot of magical girl stuff, but Cardcaptor Sakura felt even stronger that it kind of descends from witch fiction. They have familiars. They're not called that, but pretty much every magical girl has one Yep, of, of talking animals. The thing is, while Christianity spread in Japan, it like the idea of witches never did. So like culturally speaking, the idea of a witch in Japanese culture comes from the show Bewitched, which they imported in the 60s. Okay. And then Naoki Takeuchi took that and added a bunch of superhero elements, specifically Super Sentai stuff, to get the modern magical girl genre, which is what I think of. Before that, they're much more comedic slice of life stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. Kiki's Delivery Service would be considered a magical girl series in the traditional sense. Gotcha. As would something like Witch Watch. Gotcha. But Nakayuchi added a bunch of Super Sentai flavor on that and then started a phenomenon. So, of course, with every big genre shift like that, you get a bunch of copycats. Mm Mm-hmm. And eventually you get people who refine the formula and kind of do it better. And I don't know if I think Sakura is quite that, but it reminds me a lot of Sailor Moon, but it doesn't feel as raw. Yeah. There's a lot more focus on the fight scenes for good or ill. I feel like the tight the cast is much tighter, even in just this first volume. Yeah. Well, because it's, you know, mostly four people. I have uh, five. I would, I would say five. Yeah, I five. I six if you're counting Cerberus. I would say six, because I would count her dad. Her dad's the one I'm a little iffy on. Yeah, I, I figured. That's why I brought it up. But... That said, like, it, it's much, like, I feel like I know a lot more about these characters than I knew about, know about, say, Sailor Mercury. Mm-hmm. Also, this is done by Clamp, which are a all-female manga studio. There are four members, a writer, and three artists, and I don't want to say they're gimmick, but they often do multiple series by having the different artists take different roles on each series. 
Gotcha. So each one has a head artist, and then the other two are assistants, basically. Okay. But who that is shifts depending on the series. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Sakura is probably their most popular work in the West. In West, you count Code Geass, which they did the character designs for. They were not involved in the story or anything. Okay. They were just contracted to do the character designs. But they did a lot of stuff that was pretty popular. I feel like in the early 2000s manga era that you kind of missed, mm-hmm. where it was 50-50, whether it was going to be read le- uh, left to right or right to left. Yeah. So some series you might have heard of, Tokyo Babylon they did, Magic Knight Ray Earth they did, mm-hmm. Sakura, obviously, Angelic Lair, Chobits, Triple X Holic, Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicle. So pretty prolific manga creators. Mm-hmm. Like I said, though, I think Sakura is probably their most notable series in the West. Gotcha. And I'm hesitant to say this is to Sailor Moon what One Piece is to Dragon Ball, because I don't think it's that revolutionary. But I do think the analogy has some weight. This started in 96, so Sailor Moon wasn't quite over yet. It went until 97, but it's very much in the public conscious and clearly is a huge influence. Mm-hmm. Sakura's got an older love interest who seems to have some magical powers, maybe, maybe not. Not quite as mysterious as Mamoru is, but yeah, similar vibe. She's got a best friend who's in love with her. Yep. I love that she designs her costumes because it gives them an excuse to draw Sakura in a different costume every week. Yeah, that was really good. Like I said, there's more focus on the action. It feels more like traditional shoujo manga that's month to month. Stuff like Snow White with the red hair with the like little side panels and the longer chapter structure that's very episodic. Yeah. But it still feels like it's building on itself. Yes, totally. Whereas a lot of those feel like they struggle to do that early on. And this was... Like I said, I think it's their most well-known series, but it's like the 10th one they worked on. Mm-hmm. So certainly experienced manga creators who know what they're doing. Yep. Uh, yeah. So what did you think of it? I liked it. You know, I like the kind of like magic card gathering aspect of it. It's very witchy, which is why I decided to bring that up. Like, it feels like the cloud cards were created by Alistair Crowley in at least one draft. <laughs> Yeah, but it's got, like, the... I guess it depends on your definition of witchy, because, like, I'm getting more, you know, that's like a fortune teller kind of thing, because it's like, oh, yeah, all the cards, especially when at one point Cerberus is like, oh, yeah, well, you can, like, you know, do readings off of them. So it gave me that tarot card kind of feel. Yeah, which I would include in that. Yeah, and again, like I said, it depends on, like, I I always think of witches as you know, the stereotypical evil ones versus gotcha. female mages being something different. That's just a, a weird, you know, that, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. they are in my head. I, I super get that, which is why I brought up that, like, the thing about magical girls is they're kind of witches divorced from all the, like, malicious idea. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if tarot cards were really on the mind, because the original Persona also comes out in 96. I know that drew a lot of inspiration from JoJo's, though. And maybe this too, though I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's maybe more just, you know, this isn't the first thing that does oh, Mystical Entities not. summoned out of cards. Certainly not. Or the last. Yep. So I didn't mean to imply that. It's no, just, fair. I wonder if it was if it was in the popular conscious at the time. Yeah, it but totally like could said, have been. It feels like very proper magic and like it has rules, which in contrast to Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon just, her powers work when she feels good and friendship is strong. Right? Yeah. It, we talk about the dreamlike quality of it. Yep. It, it's super mood dependent, whereas this has a lot more ritual in it, even though it is, at the end of the day, structurally the same. Yeah. There's a lot of, oh, you need to capture these cards and they'll give you more powers. It's very mid 2000s Super Sentai in that way and ahead of its time a little bit. Although, 96, also when Pokemon starts. So they got to catch them all vibe is in the air, too. And yep. there's a little bit of that. Yeah. I do like that there's a bit more of the structure to capturing the cards. The one thing, and it doesn't really happen in this first volume, is she doesn't fail to capture a card. I mean, she kind of does, but then she goes back immediately, right? She has some, like, end of chapter, what am I going to do next week's? But I think only one. Yeah, I think it's it's only the one, because there isn't a, like, because what I was expecting kind of thing of, like, well, you can't capture that card right now. We're just going to have to like leave it alone and 
get some other, you know, she eventually captures the water one by freezing it, which is like, that's a good plan. But, and again, like I said, it might happen later, but it was like, oh, come up against, you know, like the darkness card or whatever. And it's like, hey, you can't capture that one right now. Yeah, and I think that's a consequence, like I've said, of this feeling more like shoujo manga, mm-hmm. of it being very self-contained episodes. Yeah. As it goes on, we might get more of that, although I also feel like the cloud cards are always going to be pretty monster of the week, and the stuff where that'll happen is, at the end of this volume, we get a hint that someone else is coming after them. Yeah. So it will be more with more human adversaries that she has that sort of failure relationship to? Probably. And, like, I understand that's just the way it is, but I, I just had that little thing of, like, it kind of... And, I mean, you know, you also probably shouldn't have her... You can maybe have one right in the beginning, like, the first card she meets she can't capture, and then, you know, capture some more, and it's like, that'll be the last one that she gets kind of thing. Yeah, you can have Hello appear in the first episode, yeah, so to speak. Certainly you could, although I really like the structure of the first chapter. I oh, like yeah, how no. Media Res it is, yeah. and that it, it just lets it go, and then it slowly fills in how this happened. Yep. And it's all simple enough that they can do that. And only having one magical character helps with that as well. Yes. I, I also found some of the technology stuff just, like, very quaint in a way that was not intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact there are, there are beepers and fax machines and these <laughs> newfangled cell phones. <laughs> because her friend is rich and has all these technical devices and wants to help her. Yep. Yeah, I, I quite liked it. Although, I, I think part of the reason there's not that failure, too, is I think Sakura's aiming younger than even stuff we typically read. Like, she's yeah. in fourth grade. Yep. Though she's not always drawn like it, so. And, like, her, her middle school brother is drawn like he's the typical high school anime guy. Yeah. So, I think this is aiming a little younger. Probably... And more going after the audience of the Sailor Moon anime than Sailor Moon itself. Probably. Uh, and I think that's why there isn't as much. Although, like I said, I think she does fail on each one. And she it's just like the episodic failure. She fails in the middle of the episode. Yeah. And has to come up with a plan, which is, I don't want to say better than Sailor Moon, because you know I love Sailor Moon. But it has a tighter structure than that, where the day just ends up getting saved in that dreamlike quality. Yeah. This creates better battles, because Sakura has to come up with a plan, and she has an arsenal that's ever-growing of tools to do that with. Yeah. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. The fact that she gets the jump card in the first uh, start of the story and ends that chapter with the fly card, kind of, jump becomes a lot less useful all of a sudden. Yeah. But that's good, too, because it means that you don't have to keep too many abilities in mind. Yeah, there's a bit of that. But then you can also have it come into play in like a weird situation where it's like, this is where you'd want jump and would not want fly. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. But that's something you do later on, right? When the audience yeah. forgot about jump. Yeah, no, totally, totally fair. Because, you know, you could definitely have ability overload. Like, you know, I don't want to have to memorize. Oh, yeah, she's got 52 abilities that she uses all the time. Like that. That's a lot. Like, I don't, you can I don't also want... just way slow down on cloud card correction, though, right? And you have could, yeah. Other characters collect them, maybe, and then they have different abilities, and then there can be some trading and stuff. Mm-hmm. I do like the aspect that you write your name on them, and that gives you the power. <laughs> I don't know why I like that. I think just because it has, like I said, that witchy ritual aspect to it. Yeah. Yeah, you're like bonding yourself to the card. Yeah, but it's also, you know, very childish. This is my thing, and I'm going to... Yep. I'm going to write my name on it. Because, yeah, if yeah. it was more mature, it would be like, yeah, make sure to, like, you know bleed on it well that's what i was gonna say bleed on it like cut your you know prick your yeah. thumb and yeah, the, uh, sum- the summoning ritual yeah i was like yeah imprint on it is there anything else you want to say on it i quite enjoyed it i'm glad you picked it i was a little confused with the older brother's character right at the end when she's seeing her mom in the illusionary card oh, oh that's that's a good I, i'm glad you brought this up but go on Because it was like, at first, it made it sound like, oh yeah, when she was young, I was just like, the reason she's scared of ghost stories and monsters is because I kept, you know, teasing her about ghost stories and monsters. But then it has this feeling of like, I kept telling her that they were there. Like, he can actually see the ghosts and monsters. Yeah, that is what I'm pretty sure the implication was. Because his friend earlier says, I thought you said you stopped seeing your mom at a certain point. Yeah, and th- but that's what I mean. I was like, so wait, is that, like, legitimately he can actually see monsters and stuff? Or is this just some weird, like, translation thing that I'm not 
that I'm not understanding because it it made it seem. Oh wait, no. Does does is he a medium? I guess is what they would be. Yeah, I think the question is intentional. I think that is what the manga wants you to be contemplating. Fair. But one thing I really like is like the very subtle magic that all the characters seem to have. Like the big brother's friend has that bit where he just goes to the door when Sakura's like, "Oh, my hands are full. I can't knock." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't know. I just I thought maybe you were here." And it also is explicitly Sakura, you know, gets her magical powers because she finds the tomb or the tome that had the cloud cards in it. But Cerberus says you couldn't have done that if you didn't have magic already. It, you couldn't have opened it without yeah. magic. Like anyone yeah. could have found it. But he was like, if you didn't have magic, you couldn't have opened it. And then he has yeah. that one point later where he's like, maybe she has more magic than I thought. Yeah, which implies people just have magic. And yeah. so it's very easy for me to believe that her brother can see ghosts and that her brother's friend can have fair some ability. It would also make sense if like her her dad also has some ability, like if she has like a family lineage of yeah. magical powers. Although that could also come from her dead mom. It so. could. I also like that the brother's friend just eats like a ridiculous amount. Yeah, you know, he's just a Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, that was just funny. He was like, I really loved... In the morning, I eat, bre- I eat bread for two hours. I was like, damn. I want that metabolism, bro. <laughs> Same. I mean, I, it, it explicitly says we only see him through Sakura's eyes, but still. He's got to look okay. Yeah. Well, even seeing him through Sakura's eyes, I was like, she, you know, her her drunk goggles aren't that bad. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to say on it? I'm glad you picked no. it, because I've never actually read Sakura before. I've seen a little bit of the anime, but. Yes, yeah, so I've. I'd never read it before. I knew it was a thing, but did not know anything about it, which is honestly kind of weird. Oh, well, it just it, it hit before you were into it, any sort of any of this stuff, right? Yes. But that also makes it weird that I like then didn't go back kind of thing. Like it's weird to to have literally no knowledge about. Yeah, that's a magical girl anime. And, and that like that was the extent of my knowledge. Yeah. I, I suppose I see what you're, what you're saying. Although, also, I just, I don't want to say disposable, but I think it very much codifies a bunch of those magical girl tropes, but it gets kind of caught between Sailor Moon and stuff that comes later, right? Mm-hmm. It's a super important stepping stone, but it's maybe more like something like Shaman King than like One Piece. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about it? Nope. That just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality Power Level is a segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top, speaking of people who seal their packs in blood, is Uzumaki Naruto. The bottom, speaking of stuff we missed, is Koku. In the middle, we have Chise Hattori from Ancient Mages Bride. <laughs> we have some magical girls pretty high, but I don't think Sakura is as good as Usagi. No. And just going to like a generic main character, at least thus far, I don't think she's as good as Goku. No. Definitely better than a... Magical girl character, at least in my opinion, Tuxedo Mask. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I like her more than Asta, but you know I don't like Asta that much. What do you think? I can go for that. All right. That's some apples to oranges shit. I like her more than Jonathan Joester from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Again, I think we ranked him too high, but which is my fault. I should say I ranked him too high. Sure, I could do that. This is the wrong week to pit her up against him, but I think she's better than Roranora Zoro. Just because I, I think Zoro is a character who could use some more going on. Like I said, wrong week to pit her, her up against him, though, when he just did that thing. Yeah, but I can agree with that because I do agree with you. Sometimes it just feels like Zoro's just kind of there and he'll like occasionally have good moments and then he'll just be kind of like around doing stuff. Yeah. Better or worse than Hattori from Bakuman. Yujiro Hattori, I should say. The, oh, okay. The uh, Edgy's editor. I thought it was the other one. I'd check. I think probably better than Yujiro. Yeah. It's definitely close. Rainbow Road Yujiro is Gone, and I think probably not quite as good as Gone. Nah. So Sakura Kinemoto will go above Yujiro Hitori and below Gone Freaks. And I would very much like to revisit Cardcaptor Sakura in the future. Sure. But next week, we are going to read a different, older Clamp Magical Girl manga. And it greatly amused me that you picked both of them without knowing. <laughs> And then I ask, so which one are we going to read first? And you're like, clearly the one they really second. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to read Magic Knight Ray Earth, which I think is less magical girl and more isekai, but I'm not going to disqualify it on the technicality. And I might change my mind after reading it next week. We'll see. Yeah, but I just remember it is, it's 
Magical Girl, there is that Isekai element, and there's also mechs. All true. So join us for that next week. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmert. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wend on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcast, It's a Gundam, which is in a weird side mode right now, well, during the pandemic. You can also check out our past episodes. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everybody. Stop.